Professor Christian Leuprecht, thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. There is an emergency meeting of NATO going on. Just what is likely to be discussed at this meeting? Well, this is yet another, of course, in a series of unilateral decisions by the Trump administration that is NATO, makes other NATO uh, allied member states question the reliability of both the administration and of the United States more broadly within the alliance, because, of course, the decision that was taken here by President Trump has serious repercussions for members of the alliance, uh, and yet the alliance was not consulted, nor does it appear that the consequences for uh, members of the alliance uh, were taken into serious consideration in calling in the strike. So this sort of fits the broader pattern where this administration makes uh, decisions that may be in the narrow short-term interests of the United States, uh, but that have significant repercussions for allies and putting some of these allies at significant exposure and risk. If you think of particular, for instance, Italy, that has a uh, a quasi-peacekeeping force of 12,000 individuals currently in Lebanon uh, that is now exposed to retaliatory attacks both across the Syrian border and by Iranian Hezbollah should Iran, for instance, decide to activate um, Hezbollah as a way to retaliate against uh, um, allied targets. Um, And so uh, there's serious cause for consternation. And so I think what uh, NATO member states and allies are going to be looking for is, on the one hand, uh, some reassurance from the United States about where this is all going to go. And on the other hand, members are going to have to assess whether the significant commitments that they have made uh, both to Iraq, so that is to say the training mission in particular in northern Iraq, um, where all uh, member, NATO member states are part of that mission under Canadian uh, significant Canadian leadership, uh, and of course deployments by other NATO member states, significant deployments, not just Italy and Lebanon, on, but Canada has a small deployment, and of course Canada has a reasonably substantial uh, troop deployment also to Jordan, uh, as do many many other NATO member allies. So that these troops and that are positions sort of throughout the region uh, are all now at uh, at heightened risk as a result of U.S. unilateralism. The mission in Iraq, for example, uh, appears to be on a pause. Is it likely? Do you think that they may have to actually pull the troops out of there? How great might the risk be and how great the the possibility of having to actually pull them out? So, look, the Germans were very quick within hours of the airstrike of confining their troops to barracks uh, in uh, northern Iraq. Um, and other members have since followed suit in terms of uh, hedging against security risks to uniform personnel because, of course, it's a serious game-changer. Uh, in terms of uh, the security that you'll now need to provide. Uh, So we can't go on with the missions as they are in northern Iraq. We'll either need to step up significantly the force protection for these troops um, or we'll significantly need to reduce the footprint, the Allied footprint in northern Iraq if we want to be able to uh, assure the safety and security of the military personnel. So this isn't just uh, knee-jerk reactions by allies. There are really serious concerns here. And I think this is exactly what's going to be discussed. On the one hand, the Trump administration will want to make sure that uh, allied members stay the course on what is known as advise and assist missions, commonly known as training missions. This is sort of within NATO burden sharing is what the Americans expect their allies to do. At the same time, of course, uh, the Trump administration has made no secret of the fact that they are looking to get their troops out of the 
uh, Middle East and out of the region. Um, and this has also, of course, been one of the electoral promises that uh, President Trump made when uh, he first ran for president. And he has only a few months left to make good on that promise. And so I think the allies are going to be concerned that um, even though we've seen an initial surge here in the aftermath of the attack, that the Americans are going to make more unilateral decisions, are going to draw down their troops. Um, and so the allied NATO member countries uh, will be left picking up the pieces in the Middle East uh, without much uh, U.S. support. And so I think uh, the Allies are going to be looking for some sort of a coherent strategy from the Trump administration going forward, and there's a real risk that if they don't get that, uh, they may just decide to go home. But of course, the Trump administration knows they can't simply just pack up and go home, because if you uh, let the region go to hell in the handbasket, that would then likely generate further refugee flows into Europe countries, which, as we know, can have seriously destabilizing effects on European politics. Um, and so I think the Trump administration knows that they also have the European allies a bit uh, over a barrel here. And uh, so I think this, this will not be an easy way forward in terms of trying to reconcile everybody's interests and at the same time reassure everybody that we actually have a coherent strategy, let alone a grand strategy, uh, for uh, the region beyond merely knee-jerk uh, killings of senior leadership officials by adversarial and hostile states. Professor Leuprecht, in a situation like this, when Iran has said it will retaliate, um, what about Article 5? If, if, if they do something against the United States or another NATO ally in retribution, what about Article 5 saying attack against one is an attack against all? How likely are the others to react? So this would likely only apply if it happened on the sovereign territory of a NATO uh, member state. So if there was a major attack, for instance, on Turkish territory, it could be conceivable that Article 5 might apply. An attack uh, merely on allied or U.S. interests within the region would not be sufficient. But of course, it is rumored that the Quds Brigades have sleeper cells uh, throughout Europe and North America. Um, and so it is not uh, out of the conceivable uh, that we might see a significant kinetic uh, or non-kinetic attack uh, in the United States or on one or more uh, NATO allies uh, that could wreak the sort of uh, damage and havoc that might possibly um, entail uh, a discussion about uh, calling in Article 5. And of course, the only time Article 5 was called in in the aftermath of 9-11, uh, that uh, motion was introduced uh, by Canada in support of the United States, and nobody at the founding of NATO could have imagined that Article 5 might apply under these particular sort of circumstances that we saw uh, on uh, uh, September 11, 2001. So uh, it is an apt question, because if we do have a, a major and significant attack, um, uh, then, um, uh, given what we saw after 9-11, that it, it no, is not um, inconceivable that uh, Article 5 may potentially apply. And, of course, that has repercussions then for any and all uh, NATO member states. I think what is clear 
we're not going to see a kinetic attack by Iran against U.S. assets uh, directly in the Middle East because uh, that would result in serious retaliation by the United States. And Iran knows that in general, of course, it cannot take on the United States directly, kinetically, let alone in the current circumstances where Iran is already substantially weakened in terms of resources as a result of the very harsh economic sanctions that the Trump administration has imposed. And so if Iran started a major conflagration with the United States, that would draw even more resources resources away from the local Iranian population, that could have conjure up further street protests and then pose an existential threat to the regime. And I think this is really what the Trump administration is after. The Trump administration is after regime change in Iran, because contrary to what we've seen on news reports and uh, and the mass demonstrations, uh, there are serious uh, uh, divisions and misgivings within the Iranian society about the regime and its grand strategy and the sig- significant economic sacrifices that the Iranian population is having to make. So what we may see is likely going to be a Asymmetric attacks, so kinetic attacks, but perhaps against U.S. interests or installations beyond the Middle East, um, embassies or or whatnot. We may see asymmetric attacks on uh, allied targets in the region or beyond, as we've already discussed, or some combination of uh, cyber and kinetic attacks. Uh, the countries that are, of course, on the front line of these kinetic attacks, um, as already has been shown, is on the one hand Israel, where Hezbollah could ostensibly rain down thousands of missiles on Israel, uh, and of course Saudi Arabia, which uh, Iran has already shown that it is able to attack Iranian oil installations. And so between the Straits of Hormuz, uh, the Houthi rebels in the Gulf of Aden, Saudi, Israel, um, NATO allies, uh, the United States itself, either in kinetic or non-kinetic attacks, Iran has a host of options at its disposal in terms of how it intends to respond and whether it intends to escalate or simply uh, go for retribution. At the same time, though, uh, Trump, the Trump administration knows that the U.S. does not have the resources to go it alone in the world uh, with all the interests that it has in terms of containing Russia, containing China, uh, advancing its interests in the Middle East, running counterterrorism missions, um, uh, that it needs uh, partners and allies. So it can't simply go around the world and alienate those. Um, and so it will need to extend an olive branch to NATO um, allies. And that olive branch will look probably look something like that. Uh, the United States will reinforce its commitment to Europe and European security, including the enhanced forward presence um, in both uh, the north um, eastern flank, so the Baltic states and Poland, as well as sort of Eastern Europe, Romania, and Bulgaria, uh, in return for NATO member allies uh, staying the course um, in the Middle East and and having to take America's word for it that the United States will be there to defend uh, allied troops and allied interests uh, should they come under attack. Professor Christian Leuprecht, thank you very much for this. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.